Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. All right, good to have you tuning in tonight. Canada, convincing victory over the United States at Women's Worlds. 5-1 is the final, so Canada gets the number one seed going into the quarterfinals. Blue Jays lost this afternoon 10-7 to the White Sox. As for the Canadian Football League, we do not have a game tonight. We did originally. Edmonton and Toronto has been postponed. No makeup date announced. Don't think it's going to be played next week. Hamilton, Montreal will play tomorrow, Saturday. It's BC at Ottawa. And then Calgary and Winnipeg will be the game on Sunday. That is week four in the Canadian Football League. Our next guest played nine years in the CFL, won the Great Cup in 2015 with the double E. It is Eddie Steele on the line. Eddie, how are you doing? I'm doing well, Reed. Good evening. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. Thanks a lot for hopping on the show. I'll start on a lighter note with you, Eddie. It's International Dog Day. Do you have a dog? Are you a dog guy? I grew up a dog guy. I got two young kids, man. I I don't have enough time to have another puppy running around at this point in time. But I I grew up with dogs, schnauzers. That's what I had growing up with schnauzers. Biggest and best feature about the schnauzer is they don't shed. They were house dogs? Yeah, they were house dogs. I'm a city boy, Reed. Yeah, no, I hear you. I hear you. And they're what? They're what? Kind of a medium sized dog, or how big were they? Well, I had uh, a couple miniatures growing up. They were tiny, but uh, my dad actually back in Winnipeg, he's got uh, a miniature, and he had a giant schnauzer as well. And the giants are big; like they're actually like they're like little horses almost. So uh, I, I I had all types around me, but minis is what I grew up with for the most part. Uh, okay, cool. All right. Well, thanks for hopping on, Eddie. I, I guess you were going to be on the air one way or another. Game was uh, postponed, so uh, we're, we're bringing you on Inside Sports. It's, not a, it's uh, you know, I, I've said it numerous times this week. It, it is not a fun topic. Um, I know on a sports show, people want a break from COVID, but we're we're in a world where the the, the situations obviously have, have overlapped uh, a lot, and the Elks uh, got fourteen people, players who have tested positive. I'm going to start, let, let's start from a Toronto standpoint, if you can put yourself in, in their shoes. If you're an Argos player, would you be upset? Would you be trying to treat it like a mini bye week and just practice as usual? Like, can you put yourself in, in the situation of the Argos knowing that they're not playing and it's, you know, through no fault of their own? Yeah, you know, uh, you said it, it is kind of like a mini bye week. And the fact is, as long as the Argos are getting their game checked, they don't care. They're laughing. You know, in fact, you know, lots of guys probably are happy they're getting paid without having to play a game. Save uh, save the body a little bit of wear and tear on the season. It's going to be really interesting to see how this all unfolds with the Elks and uh, what Commissioner Ambrosi came out with uh, at the beginning of the season with having the teams needing to be 85% uh, vaccinated or you forfeit your game check if you can't um, find a way to reschedule and play that game. So uh, that's what I'm most curious about now. 
COVID sucks. This whole situation sucks. There's no denying it. But now let's peel back the, another layer and let's look at the financial aspect and how it's going to start affecting guys. And uh, it's going to be really interesting to see the the backlash due to that between the locker room, just with the teammate amongst the teammates. Well, I, I'm glad you brought that up, Eddie. And you know. I, I cover the Oilers and, and I talk about the Elks a lot. And sometimes, you know, a listener or fan will say, well, it looks like there's a divide in the locker room. And, and I'm always careful to say, look, I am not in the dressing room. Um, I interview players, but you can't, you don't know everything about interpersonal relationships. So I'm always careful to say things about that. I mean, because that can be, I think that can be a very sort of uh, mean and, and, and damning thing to say as a member of the media. So I'm always careful with stuff like that. Having said that, I, I thought it was interesting that Sir Vincent Rogers came out two or three weeks ago and, and spoke about vaccinations. He did have a breakthrough case. So he said he was sick for about a day. Justin Renfrew of the Elks, um, you know, put out uh, a little post on, on Twitter last night, uh, basically saying that you, you're not being discriminated against if you uh, aren't getting vaccinated. He's saying that, you know, if, if you're, if you're vaccinating, you're trying, if you're getting vaccinated, you're trying to help everybody else. We clearly know the Elks have one of the lower uh, vaccination rates in the CFL. And as I said in the first half hour of the show, I, I, I know this angers people and some people are really don't want to get vaccinated. Some people really think everybody should do it. But the bottom line is the CFL made some rules. And if the rules aren't followed by a few people, it could cost the, the entire roster a paycheck like you referenced is it like, is, does that concern you here going forward for the Elks? Because it's, you know, as, as we know with humanity, there are people on both sides of this issue, but you know, the whole team could lose money as a result. Like, how do you see this? Yeah. And you know, I'll, I'll say this, I've heard some rumblings where there's already guys who aren't happy with other guys. You know what I mean? Uh, I still have some, some ears to the ground, so to speak, in terms of, you know, I have lots of guys I've played with and I'm not that far removed from the game. So it's uh, it, it's a situation where I'm not hitting the alert button yet, but it's, it could get ugly. It really could get ugly, especially when you're costing guys money. Uh, you're essentially taking food off of their table. If they have families that they need to provide for, now you're affecting that. And that, there's a bigger picture to all of this as well. So it's, it's going to be really, really interesting to see how the team really can come out of this. And, you know, numbers, they're not going down. They're only going up, unfortunately. And if this rolls into another week and affects the Labor Day game, which there's already rumblings about that, holy smokes, like that's, that's not good. It's not good at all. And we're already talking about a shortened season where the guys are already missing out on four game checks. You, you can't miss out on any more. It's just it's a, not a good place to be, and we're not – sitting here making millions of dollars. You know what I mean? I think everybody knows that. Well, I, I appreciate you saying that. And, yeah, and I've, I've heard the, the, the same thing, that we, we can't be guaranteed that there's going to be a game on, on Labor Day if we keep getting positive tests with the Elks. And, and, and thanks for your honesty about what you've heard uh, out of the Elks locker room, that there are guys who aren't happy with, with other players. Uh, like, is that – what happens in a, in a dressing room? Can – I mean, this 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 isn't to me. Well, you know, one group of players wants to go see a, a comedy at the theater on their day off, and the other guys want to go see an action movie. Like, can, can these sort of idea, ideological, very personal belief discussions can they comfortably be had among teammates, or or do they 
or do they create division even if there are mature discussions along the way? Do you know what I'm getting at? <laughs> Reed, if you can't even get to a, a conversation of who's better between Michael Jordan or LeBron James without it turning into an argument, good luck getting the, on the same page with some of these deeper topics because that's how it is in the locker room. There's so many different opinions. And the challenging thing is, you know, you, you can't hold every guy's hand. Like, you can put rules in place, but I know, and I've played, and I'm not going to sit here and say I was perfect either. I wasn't having to deal with tough times like we're dealing with now. But, you know, guys are going to break rules. Guys are going to want to go out. Guys are going to want to go party. That's just the reality of it when you're dealing with a bunch of 20-something-year-old egomaniacs. You know what I mean? Full of pride. That's just how it's going to go. I hate to say it, but that's the reality. That's human nature. So it's it's tough to control. It's tough to have these conversations because not everybody's going to be on the same page. And uh, unfortunately, we're seeing the result of, you know, I don't know. I don't want to say poor decisions because I don't know how who did what. And, but we know how fast this stuff spreads. And boom, it's like wildfire. It started with, Qua- with uh, uh, Sir Vincent, Quaku, uh, and now there's a whole whack load of players and we don't even know who it is, but... It's uh, it's it's not pretty. Just say say it like that. It's not pretty. Eddie Steele joining us tonight on Inside Sports as we talk about the uh, Elks COVID situation. F- from your experience, and look, like football teams are are are. I counted today. Like if you count the injured players and the practice roster guys, the Elks have seventy two players. Clearly, they're not going to all have everything in common or get along or like each other. Though there might be limited interaction be- between some some guys depending on their position set but when when people say there is a divided locker room how does that manifest itself in the three hours that we as spectators get to watch a game like is it effort level is it lack of trust like when, when people say there there might be an issue in the locker room what are the signs on the field that make you suspect that might be an issue you know, that's interesting. I would say one of the biggest things is communication or lack of communication being out on that field um, in terms of throughout your position groups and with some, some other positions. But, you know, I will say this. When you guys are out there on the field in between the lines, uh, a lot of that stuff gets forgotten about and you're playing the game. And, you know, it, you got everybody's trying to do the best that they can do because – the reality is uh, your every movement is on tape because they're filming all, every game. And if you have a bad game, it doesn't matter how divided that locker room is, if you have a bad game, you're getting cut. It doesn't matter about the locker room. So when you're out on the field, it kind of gets lost and forgotten about, I'll be honest. It's not something that you carry over. You don't carry this vendetta because you're all in it for the one common goal, and that's to win the game, and that's to put your best performance out there. So it's not something that really does carry over, but in some instances, I would say communication is where you would notice it the most or lack of communication. And you said it too. There's you get 72 different guys from all over the world, different personalities. I'll be the first to say I didn't like every one of my teammates. I wasn't best friends with every one of my teammates. But what I did do is I respected my teammates. You don't have to be there and be best friends, but you have to have that mutual respect for each other or else it's going to be tough to go out there and put on a good performance and ultimately win football games. 
Yeah, I like how you put that because I, I think it's impossible for, I mean, in hockey, we're usually talking about 20 to 23 players, football much larger. I, I think, I mean, I think it'd be, you'd be hard pressed to find a group of five or six people <laughs> where everybody really liked each other <laughs> or got along all the time. But I, I think you use that, the word, right? Respect and I think trust. You know, if you're on the ice or on the field, if, if it's you and me, do I know Eddie's going to do his job? You know, that if I rush in this lane, he's going to rush in that lane. He's not going to be a foot off. He's not going to be a foot to the right. He's going to be right where he's going to be. So if I force a running back there, Eddie's, Eddie's going to make the tackle. I think respect and trust are, are as, as, opposed to, uh, as opposed to friendship, as opposed to, to buddies. The, those are probably more important words to me anyway in pro sports. You're right. And ultimately, it's a job. You know, football is a job as much as it's a game and, you know, it's an amazing sport but it's a job for pro players. Like that is how you're feeding your family and the team, they don't care. Nobody cares if you, you're trying to sell someone out, say you're trying to not rush properly. And you know, it makes me look bad. Nobody cares about that because ultimately it's going to be a reflection on yourself and you're going to be the one with the dinner on Delta. You're just dropping all the phrases tonight, aren't you? That's a good one. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, anyway, I appreciate this. Uh, I, I mean, as usual, uh, you're very honest and, and you're very open. And we know, obviously, there are, there, I mean, we both know some things we are, are sort of speculating about, but I think there are issues that we uh, we have to speculate about, uh, including what's going on in the Elks dressing room and including maybe there not being a game on uh, on Labor Day now. Quickly, before I let you go, uh, the, you know, there, there have been a lot of points in the CFL, but there have been some close games. Uh, what, what, anything strike you about the season, or, or do you want to comment on why some of the games have been so low scoring? Uh, one thing that I have been saying uh, for a while now is uh, usually in training camp, the defense always starts fast, and it takes the offense a few days to get going. Now, I know we're well beyond training camp and a couple weeks into the season, but I still think the offenses are just kind of finding that timing. And you even look at Saskatchewan, who's actually put up quite a few points in a few of their games, uh, but in the first half. But in the second half, it kind of falters out, and they really don't score too much. So I think teams are just adjusting. Defenses are playing well to begin. In offense, it always takes a little bit longer just to get the timing, to get everything right. There's so much more uh, intricacies on the offensive side of the football in order for things to go right. Uh, Coach Elizondo actually said something that was, uh, it really hit home to me a couple weeks back, talking about how on the offensive side of the ball, you know, one guy makes a mistake, it ruins a play. You know, you give up a sack or get an interception because the receiver didn't run the proper route. Where on defense, everybody can make a mistake on that play, but one guy chases down a running back and makes a tackle and he saves the play. So it, it's pretty interesting. It really hit home because that was actually quite a great line that he said, and it's it exactly true about the game of football. Yeah. Eddie, you're always great. Thanks for making time for the show. Uh, hopefully we will talk next week, and it'll be a little more uh, focused on uh, what's happening on the field and uh, not in the test tubes and the uh, COVID results and all that kind of stuff, man. I really appreciate your insight. I appreciate you, Reed. There's always great chatting, and you have a great night. That is Eddie Steele, one of our Elks analysts here on 6.30. Chad, former defensive tackle in the CFL, won the Grey Cup with Edmonton in 2015. Well, I mean, there you had it. Um, you know, I've, I've touched on it. I'm sure 
you've been thinking about it. Um, you know, rumblings that guys aren't happy with other guys in the Elks dressing room because of positive COVID tests, attitudes on, on both sides. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply about this and as eddie said it could get ugly we hope it doesn't we hope it doesn't but uh unfortunately this is what we're going through right now with this football team it's 721 it's inside sports on chet All right, good to have you tuning in tonight inside sports on 630 Chet. So, uh, yeah, the latest with the Elks, two more positive tests announced today, 14 since this all started on the weekend. Uh, as, as I mentioned, there are 72 players listed on the roster, either as active, injured, or on the practice squad. So uh, that means you got uh, 19.5% basically who have uh have had a positive covid test as as part of uh, as part of this outbreak of course there were three from earlier in the season and uh as as Eddie was saying and as we've talked about the the the, the tension that this could cause in a dressing room is that y- you could be losing a paycheck or paychecks because of games not being played um you know large group of people you're going to have different values. You're going to have different reactions to COVID or vaccines or whatever. Uh, I would think everybody would have the same reaction to missing a paycheck. <laughs> that is, they'd be pretty damn unhappy about it. And uh, and then you start to see if the, you start to worry that there's going to be blame from some people to the others for that not happening. So yet uh, another subplot for the Elks season. Uh, the Elks are expected to have someone speak tomorrow publicly, either President Chris Presson or General Manager Brock Sunderland. This would have been the night they were in Toronto. That game postponed has not been rescheduled. It may not be rescheduled. And uh, I do think we have to start telling you that we, we can't be completely sure that there's going to be a game on Labor Day Monday in Calgary. Okay, yeah, isn't that fun? You can touch, uh, touch base on the hotline presented by CertainTeed, professional-grade building materials, 780-496-0063. We will visit with 630 Chet alum Jamie Nye when we get back. Yes, the best thing about the movie Twister, that song. Humans being Van Halen. Thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. So we're going to have Germany and Japan play at the Women's Worlds. Canada will play the loser in the quarterfinals on Saturday. The Canadian women just dominant this afternoon. 5-1 over the United States. Just, uh, I mean, they scored the first goal 
seven minutes into the first period. They, they had the first seven shots of the game. Actually took the United States a little over 12 minutes to get a shot and uh, Canada rolling to a convincing 5-1 victory. Uh, Ten teams in the tournament, two pools of five, but they put all the the the, the best teams go in one pool, then seeds six through ten go in their own pool. So all five teams in Canada's pool will make the quarterfinals. They're just playing for seeding. And then the top three teams in Pool B make the quarters as seeds six, seven, and eight. So there you go with that. All right. The our next guest used to work at 630 Chet in his Twitter bio. It says he's a mediocre sports show host who seems reasonable on Twitter. Well, fair enough. It's Jamie Nye. Why would you write that about yourself? That seems odd. Uh, that, that that was a uh, that was actually a uh, a quote from uh, some hate mail I got from somebody, and then I responded to them on Twitter, and they responded with, "Well, I'll be honest, you seem reasonable on Twitter," and I thought that was such a a, a beautiful way to put that. Hey, maybe when I have a conversation with somebody. They are a lot more reasonable than the person that has an opinion on the radio. So, uh, yeah. Well, you're definitely uh, much above uh, mediocre. And you are reasonable on Twitter. I think you're quite a, a reasonable human being overall. Thanks for hopping on the show tonight. I know we got you on relatively short notice, but we haven't spoken in a while. Uh, you are the host of the Green Zone, 2 to 6 every day, CJME Radio, uh, out of Regina. So, look, you, you've called the show the Green Zone. So, yeah. obviously, in, a, in, in the city in which uh, the Saskatchewan Rough Riders are the number one team. Um, so, last year, when there was no CFL season, that must have greatly affected. And, as, and I lived it, too, though my show wasn't for My show was even cut down to, for an hour uh, to an hour for a while. Uh, you were doing four hours a day. What was it like doing that with no rider stuff? Or do you just talk hypothetical rider stuff? Well, well, I don't know what the bosses were thinking, but we were we were a three-hour show. We went three to six for most of COVID, and then as sports started to come back, they boosted it an extra hour. So I think we were so damn good jo- during COVID without sports that they went, now that sports are coming back, they're going to be even better and have more to talk about. But yeah, it was uh, complicated. We did some uh, we did some brackets. We did the goat bracket on the show without uh, football and without uh, sports. Uh, we did a couple other brackets uh, and tried to make as much fun as possible. And we had uh, a lot of great guests. Like we, that was our big thing. Let's get personalities. They have nothing better to do right now. And so yeah, we had like a ton of great guests: Don Cherry and Donovan Bailey and a bunch of people on the show to talk just stories, tell us your best stories and stuff like that. So yeah, we tried to get as creative as possible, but now that the riders are back and uh, Saskatchewan's team is on the field and they're off to a three and O start, it's starting to feel a, a little bit more like normal around here. All right. So on a day like today, was it all rough riders talk for four hours from various angles? Well, I was golfing today. So I have, I have no idea. Oh. Uh, and they're on a bye week, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. But uh, uh, so uh, they're on a bye week. So I'm on a bye week. Actually, I was golfing. So next, today, so but, next uh, week, leading into the Labor yeah. Day Sunday game, is it going to be four hours a day previewing the game? No, no, no. We have former Oiler analyst uh, Drew Mendes, my co-host now on the show. So we talk a little hockey uh, every day, and we slide that in. But for the large part, it is three down football right now, 
And, of course, we're gearing up for fantasy football season uh, in the National Football League. So uh, there's there's going to be a ton to talk about. But everybody everybody's loving this Ryder team so far, so it's easy to make radio when the uh, the team's doing well. And so, so uh, when, is when Drew the on L- your show permanently? Drew's your permanent yeah. co-host now? Yes. He's a Saskatoon guy. Well, I knew that. I just didn't know he was so, that. Well, we're going to have to get him on this show to tell some stories. I always like having Drew on. Oh, Drew has plenty of stories. You know that. So, uh, yeah, but uh, it's going to be uh, – he's he's holding down the fort this week without me. I, I should check in on him to see how he's doing. But I uh, imagine there's a little less football this week than there would be if I was on, er, around, to be quite honest. Okay. Well, I, I didn't realize that you uh, you were not working today and you were on the golf course. So thanks for hopping on, on your old station. I do. I am going to help out Reed Wilkins and 630 Chad whenever I can. Of course I would. Well, that's, that's very kind of you. I'd love having you on the show. Uh, I, I remember a few years ago we, uh, we started arguing about something. I can't remember what it was, but it was really funny. Because I, I, I ended the interview, and then you were like, oh, what, so now we just can't talk anymore? And I was like, no, I'm running out of time. <laughs> it, wasn't the, it wasn't the division standings, because that's A.J. Jackiebeck. I always argue with him about that, because I think they should get rid of the uh, divisions in the CFL and just have the rankings one through nine. It was something you and I were arguing about. Was, I can't remember was what it was. it the Rouge or something? Are you a, no. you, are you a passionate supporter of the Rouge? Or uh, Okay, I will tell you this. Here's what I think they should do. I actually think they should get rid of the Rouge in overtime and after the three-minute warning. So, you, Because in, in junior football on the weekend, the Saskatoon Hilltops beat the Edmonton uh, Huskies on the last play by punting the ball through the end zone from like from inside the 20 or something like that. I think that should not be a point in that situation that you actually have to make the field goal to win. So here's, here is my Rouge recommendation. All right. Yes. The Rouge recommendation is this. The point must be conceded. So if the player in the end zone gets the ball and goes, I can't return it. I'm going to take a knee then they're conceding a point. Okay, you get a point. I can't return it out because they have the opportunity to score. So they have the opportunity to take it seven. So if they are choosing not to take it seven, they concede a point. But if the ball goes out the end zone, not touched, nobody touches it, it goes out the side, no rouge is given. That is not a concession of a point. That's just you kicking the ball through the end zone. So like a missed 20-yard field goal that sails through, no dice. But if you miss a 50-yard field goal and the guy catches it and goes, you know what, I'm going to take a knee, that's a point in Jamie Nye's wacky world of football. I would actually agree with that. I, I think that's a great call. You have to concede the point because, yes, because that's the argument that a lot of people have about the Rouge, especially on a missed field goal, is that you are rewarding failure. And my argument often is, well, no, it isn't because – you have to make a decision about giving up the point and getting better field position or running it out and get tackled and get dating tackle on your five. But, but yes, if it goes through the end zone, uh, there's no decision involved. So I, I, I like that. Leave the Rouge in play. I suppose even in overtime, if, if it's a conceded point, you can't just blindly uh, blast the ball through the end zone from the one yard line to win the game. Bingo. Agreed. And have you run this by Randy Ambrosi? I have. Uh, I don't think he's a big fan of it. He likes the roof. 
All the people in the CFO office, they're scared to change the rouge because they think it's some sort of Canadiana. It's not like you're putting green on the Canadian flag or anything if you get rid of the rouge. Like, come on. Like, let's, let's adapt a little bit to this. Because even the players go, you're rewarding failure. You miss a 30-yard field goal that sails through the end zone. And that's the thing. Dave Ridgway, the kick in 1989, if he misses... That's, they win anyways. It's 41-40 rather than 43-40. What a woo, yay. The, yeah, he missed a 32-yard field goal, and he wins the Grey Cup. That would have looked ridiculous. Uh, but but if he kicks it through and then the someone's like, well, I don't want to concede a point, well, then they're going to have to kick it out or run it out, and then there's an actual play going on on the field. So that's why I changed the rouge. Was it the 2004 West Final? McCallum missed, what, the 17-yarder in overtime? But they got 17 a point. 17-yarder in, in overtime, 17-yard field goal, wide left, and then BC was able to kick the field goal to, but to win on the But BC kicked the long one. So if he, I think it was it that guy Duncan O'Manny or something like that. So if he would have been wide... Yeah. The Riders would have won it out, run it out, and still won the game on a missed 17-yard field goal. Well, they shouldn't have in my world because Paul McCallum wouldn't have been able to get a point. Right, that's what I'm saying. That's oh, why no. I, I, yeah. I, I actually. But, but exactly, how stupid that would that have been? You missed a 17-yard field goal. Congratulations, you won a football game. I remember. I can't believe we've gone this long, and I have not been able to talk about the Elks COVID outbreak yet. Well, yeah, we're going to. I, I well, I've been talking about it a lot tonight. Uh, Eddie Steele was uh, was pretty blunt. He was just on the show, but I, I remember after McCallum missed that field goal, I, I phoned up the uh, the Lloyd Comp football coach because I was doing TV in Lloyd Minster, and I said, "Can I get your long snapper and your holder and your kicker to go over the ins and outs of the field goals?" And then at the end of the story, I'll kick a seventeen yard field goal, uh, which I did in my dress shoe which flew off as I made the kick, but I actually did get it barely through the uprights. You got it, it through? Great visual. Yeah, I got it. Well, 17 it yards is not that far. It really is. Did you get no, the warm-up beforehand? beforehand? No, I'm just naturally warm, Jamie. I'm always ready to rock. <laughs> I would have torn something, guaranteed. No warm-up, no stretching. I would have pulled the hamstring. I would have shanked it even wider left than Paul McCallum. And it would have been a national embarrassment. Uh, well, I doubt that, but uh, no worries. All right, so you're, we were talking about the Elks outbreak. Look, I'm going to give you Mike Cole's notes. Um, I don't think the game against Toronto is going to be played next week. I think it very likely could result in a forfeit. I now think the Labor Day game in Calgary is in question. And uh, Eddie Steele joined us on the show, former defensive tackle in the CFL, now one of our analysts here for Elks Football on Ched. He still knows guys. He said, I've heard rumblings that guys aren't happy with other guys in the dressing room, and this could get ugly. And, of course, guys don't like not getting paid, and that could very well happen here. And that's just, that was the CFL protocol. They, they came out, and that's where I'm looking at it going, hey, where is this protocol? If you are going to say you need to do this, 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 and this, and if that is not met, you forfeit, and then you lose a paycheck, it's like they're doing everything now not to implement that. Now, I know it's if the game cannot be rescheduled was in there, but I look at this. Talk about a message to send. Randy Ambrosi was saying that he wishes he could mandate vaccines amongst the players. 
I, I don't think you can ever get down to that point. Uh, the, these aren't front of the line workers in hospitals or anything that could, you know, kill an elderly patient who might not be vaccinated or otherwise. But I, I look at the Canadian Football League saying, that "When's the time where you just go? You know what? Enough's enough. You guys didn't meet the eighty-five percent. You got COVID in there. You're not. A, you're not." vaccinated enough to the point sorry there's the lesson and shoot the shot across the league and say gentlemen there you have it we are serious this is what's going to happen if you don't meet these requirements going forward so that that's where i'm at with the the canadian football league and the edmonton elks and you knew it was going to happen like like jagarra davis is out because he violated covid protocols oh if you're Orlando Steinauer and some of the teammates in that room, you're looking at him going, what are you doing? I don't care if you're a star player, but yeah, sit and maybe suspend them another week too if these guys are going to keep doing this because, hey, for the betterment of the league, we need a Grey Cup to be played in Hamilton, so can you do as much as possible to get there? This is a team sport. Can you be a team player going through a pandemic? Yeah, I think that I think that's fair, and I and I, you know, we, we talk about COVID. Like, I don't want a victim blame, uh, but I, but I do think there are uh, individuals within the Elks organization that are lackadaisical and don't respect all the protocols, and and as a result, uh, and I think it's haven't a, respected I, some not of only teammates. the Elks. It's not only the Elks. Oh, sure. I think it's across the CFL. I think there would be guys doing it, but remember. Who was the guy in for the Vancouver Canucks? Uh, they traded him. Adam was it Gaudette? Who? Uh, you know, they thought he was patient zero or whatever. Yeah, they there was some speculation out of Vancouver that he might have been and did the same thing, which isn't completely comply with what they're being asked to do. And darn right, the rumblings out of there were there were a lot of unhappy people in the Vancouver Canucks organization at certain players. Who, and there's uh, across our society, who go, you know what, I'm going to live my life to heck with it. But there's consequences for that, especially when you're in the Canadian Football League and the rules are plain and simple. You know what's being asked. You signed up. You're getting the paycheck. So you signed up to play under those rules. And if you're not going to follow them, just like me parenting my kids, if you're not going to follow the rules of the house, there will be consequences, and there should be consequences. Yes, I miss Cavis Reed for that very quote. There's got to be consequences now. He was on the show last night. Now. He was There's got to be consequences. Night. Really? How's Cavis right. doing? Uh, he's doing good. He's the offensive coordinator for the Wildcats. Yeah, he's uh, he was great. He was always fun to talk to. Oh, Cavis Reed has his signature on our wall of fame outside our office. I love Cavis Reed, but I particularly love that quote. Uh, I got to go. I still got to do trivia before the show ends, Jamie. This was fun as uh, as always. Appreciate all the discussion, man. Thanks for doing this on your day can off. I, can I answer? Is the the answer to the question Wayne Gretzky? No, it's not. Okay, <laughs> nice try it. It's not. I try a shot. Jamie die. That is Jamie and I, CJ, Ebby uh, Radio in Regina. Uh, let's we'll do a football question. He covers the Riders. He, he referenced the 1989 Grey Cup, won by Saskatchewan. Who did they beat in the game? 
That, uh, this should be really easy. 780-496-0063. We want to send you and three other people out for a day of golf at Edmonton Springs. Classic game, 43-40. Who did the Saskatchewan Rough Riders beat in the 1989 Grey Cup? We'll bring you on live after the break to answer the question. All right, thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. I think this one is a pretty straightforward question, especially if you are of a certain vintage. Uh, 1989 Grey Cup, Saskatchewan defeated what team from the East Division? We have Andrew as our first contestant. Hello, Andrew. How was your evening? I'm doing well. Thanks, Reed. How are you doing? Uh, well, I, I'm doing fine. I wish we had different topics on the show. Quite frankly, I wish I wasn't working tonight because there was supposed to be a game, but generally well, I'm fine. Thank you for asking. Fair enough. Okay. Who did, who did the riders beat in 1989? I believe it was Hamilton. It was Hamilton. The score was 43, 40, uh, Tony champion of, of Hamilton made an incredible catch in that game. Uh, so Dave Ridgway made the kick as, as a bonus. You already have the golf passes. As a bonus, do you know who the holder was on the Saskatchewan field goal attempt? <laughs> no, I won't even bother. I'll give you a hint. I'll give you a hint. You watch the CFL at some point, do you not, this year? A little bit, yeah. He's, he's currently on TV. He's on TSN. Suter. Glenn Suter was the holder. <laughs> he was the safety. He played safety, and he held on field goals. Did you know that? I, I did not know that. That's quite the... Uh... That's quite the transition of uh, positions on that football team. <laughs> well, you can uh, take that to your office or wherever you're going to, for work tomorrow and share that with your colleagues. There's a, you could say, I got this trivia question last night. Perfect. Can, don't give away the golf passes, though. Keep those for yourself. Are you a golfer? Well, uh, I, I like it. I just don't have time to do it, so I wish I could go more. Okay, well, I'll tell you what. You and three buddies can go play at Edmonton Springs. Uh, we still got some good weather ahead of us. Kellen's going to tell you how to get the passes. A- Andrew, thanks for tuning in tonight. I'm going to be. I'm going to share something a little honest with you. When I do a show like this, I wonder if people are just going to be so frustrated with the news uh, that they won't want to listen. So I appreciate that you hung in there and tuned well, in tonight. Thank you very much. Well, no, thanks, Reed. Appreciate it. Have- that is uh, Andrew, who gets the golf passes, and we will have the final four, the final set of passes to give out uh, tomorrow night with another glorious trivia question. The 1989 Grey Cup has to be a top five all time. I would put the 2005 Grey Cup up there, Edmonton over Montreal. Um, you know, the Calgary-Toronto one a few years ago in the snow where Calgary was driving to win and Toronto got the long fumble recovery. That has to be... Uh, on the list as well. But I think 89 and 05 would be would be the top two for me. Okay, there's the music. I got to go. You heard from Jack Michaels, Eddie Steele, and Jamie Nye. Really appreciate everybody who tuned in tonight. We'll have uh, whatever happens on the Elks. We'll have the update tomorrow. We'll have some more fun and games for you as well. Dave Campbell is the producer of the show. Kellen Kennedy is your studio operator. My name's Reed. Have a great night. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad.